0: Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode number 146. That is 146 of Wings, Beers, and Tears. We are your DMV sports podcast. Talking sports, talking national sports, as it were, because uh, we're about to hit the slowdown time of the year a little bit, but uh, we'll get into it. Uh, what's going on, Jerry? That is the other voice over there, our, our esteemed host. What's going on, buddy? What's happening, man? Oh, I'm just chilling, man. And I am Todd, and we are Wings, Beers, Tears. Give us a follow. Download the podcast. We'll bring you some some nuggets each week. Nuggets, nuggets, as we do. All right, man. So we we are going to talk. We're going to talk more local sports today than we have the last couple of weeks because uh, football is now in the rearview mirror, um, and we turn our attention to the NFL draft. Uh, Washington Commanders coaching staff is uh, rounding out as we speak, um, but we will start our pod today with recapping the Super Bowl that was pretty entertaining the other night. Then we'll get into our Caps talk, uh, actually quite a bit to talk about there, and then uh, we'll round it out with some college basketball, and uh, and that is going to be episode 146 for ye. All right, let's get into it, man. So Super Bowl 58 is now behind us. The Kansas City Chiefs go back-to-back. Um and it was a hell of a game. Uh wasn't super entertaining uh from the standpoint of lots of uh big plays and um scoring and, and and that kind of thing, but we had our first overtime Super Bowl with the new rules. Um so that was that was interesting. Um kind of kind of a drab uh format in my opinion, but I don't know how you do it any better either. I there, I,
1: there really really is no way. I don't know if there's I mean people are criticizing the 49ers for not uh, deferring and taking the ball um, and, you know, and w- I guess waiting to see what Kansas City does and then they can know what to do, but I'm not entirely sure that's better than the other way it's more successful. I don't know if we have enough data yet, but...
0: Uh, 2020, right? I mean, everybody everybody out there, all the armchair quarterbacks are saying, oh, you defer, you defer, but do you? I I, I don't know if you do. No, I mean,
1: either way, um, you have to stop Patrick Mahomes in overtime once he's had 80... 80- snaps against your defense. So Um, either way, you don't, you're going to try to prevent him from getting a touchdown. I guess it does can affect like your play calling, but um, I don't think that was a huge deal.
0: No, I don't either. I don't either. I think the story of the game really was the fact that I thought San Francisco completely controlled the line of scrimmage for the first 35, 40 minutes of that game and could not create too much separation. Right. Everybody's like oh they were up double digits. They were up 10 nothing. That's nothing. Uh, you knew KC was going to put some points on the board. Um Mahomes is god he's so fucking good. Um he's really hard to bet against, isn't he? Um, yeah,
1: I mean, listen, you're you're right. Um and I said this to Holly when we were watching the game. I said, you know, Kansas City's I mean, San Francisco's controlled the game, and they're just not scoring. Yeah, and when you, you can't know?
0: create separation against a really quality opponent, you're in trouble. And that's that's not sports specific. I right. Mean, that, that is sports across the board. I mean,
1: let's let's be honest. Uh, Kansas City is not a juggernaut on offense. Uh, they didn't score a lot against the Ravens, and they didn't score a lot against the 49ers. Um, they didn't really score in regulation until the 49ers – screwed up and let them score um, but Patrick Mahomes if you give him enough chances he will make the plays when he needs to make them yep and so you know generally when you have a chance to put them away you have to do it mm-hmm. otherwise I just assume he's going to come back and he's going to make the play that you didn't make
0: he um, he's special man um, it, it's funny I, I it, it's it's so funny in sports I think in general. When when players emerge as elite and start to win trophies, whether it be Super Bowls or individual MVPs or, or accolades, and you see them on the commercials, and they have that that very recognizable Sports Illustrated cover boy face or cover girl face, depending on the sport, it, it feels like the, the average fan turns on them, you know? Like Tom Brady, you either loved him or you hated him. The reality was... Probably the best quarterback ever, you know. Right, Patrick Mahomes, love him or hate him, the guy is simply dynamic, and right now he is the best quarterback in the game. He is, and and, yeah. and you know. So, but a lot of things I
1: got, you know. I thought the game was played well. I thought the game featured the two best teams. Nobody choked. Um, it was just two teams playing and one team not being able to finish and capitalize. I mean, you know, you had the McCaffrey fumble, which is rare, but then Pacheco fumbled too, so that sort of canceled each other out. That's exactly right. What really killed them is special teams. I mean, the the missed extra point changed the trajectory of the game in that it changed all the decision-making. You know, instead of having to go for the touchdown at the end, they could kick the field goal
0: right um and it, so no, and, that was huge i mean the the difference between 3 and 4 points yeah. is immense
1: and once you once you get the ball to the 40 Butker's going to make it
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know 8 times out of 10 so um you know that was a big deal and the muff punt which wasn't a muff punt it was, you know hit off a guy who wasn't looking for the ball well,
0: i i got to tell you that was a funny play right because my initial reaction was, I was screaming at the returner, going, "What the fuck are you doing?" And I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pausing the game. I, I think Frank, you know, went upstairs to do something. I was like, "Dude, get in here! What the fuck's going on?" And we were watching it. We're like, "Oh my god, he's the only one that reacted correctly to the ball." <laughs> that was very unlucky for him as a returner because his guy went off his guy's foot yeah. slash ankle. And, he and, had go no one, and, and he's the only one that reacted to it. The only thing I guess he did wrong is he didn't pounce. He tried to scoop. Well, but guess, in the moment, yeah. I mean, shit, man. Well, I,
1: in it, that situation, right, you're supposed to yell the Peter call or whatever you call it, and everybody's supposed to clear away. Now, the guy whose foot it went off of, he didn't even see the ball. Mm -hmm. So it's it's kind of an unfortunate thing there. The problem for the punt return team in that situation is the punt team is always looking at the ball. The punt return team is looking away from the ball, so they don't really have a chance to get the ball. Exactly. So it's either going to be the returner or eight guys on the punt team that get the ball. Yeah. And that really, because up till then, Kansas City couldn't score. Nope, at all. No, they needed a boost and they got it. Yeah. Um, And what also screwed them is that uh, the linebacker that tore his Achilles running onto the field, he is primarily the one that kept Kelsey catchless. I know. Right? So they had a game plan
0: for Kelsey. Yep. And it was working. I know. And then it all fell apart. So the stars aligned for KC. KC. Um, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not one of those that's no, like uh, I mean, they got not. every call they, because I'm, yeah. they didn't really get every call. I thought it was a fairly well officiated and clean game. I mean, for the they most weren't part.
1: calling. They were not calling holdings on
0: anybody except for Trent Williams in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I know. I it, mean, it, 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 it was it was a fairly clean game. But what I say when I say they got lucky, you're right. I mean, the the ball off the foot is just. Stroke of luck, and it happened at the perfect time for KC. And then the one impactful player that was really helping to shut down Kelsey tears his ACL in a non-contact, just running on. He's the running field. on the field. I know, poor bastard. So it was just it was extremely unlucky for San Fran in a lot of ways, but at the same time, San Fran had so many opportunities to put that game early. Yep, and yep. Not, not necessarily away, but when you create separation and you make a team like KC chase multiple touchdowns, you, you've got a good chance to win when your D is as good as San Fran's. And, and they just never could, put Casey on their heels. And you could run the ball. Now, I get upset when teams just give
1: up the run too early, and I think that's a fair criticism of Shanahan giving up the run too early because they were giving up, you know, three or four yards a pop. Right. Um, but – you know, same with Baltimore. I was like, why did you give up the run on the run so early? But then again, I don't see what they see. Right. They could see eight people in the box and every lane taken sure. away. And sure. at that point, you really have to throw. So I I don't know. What I do know is that San Francisco has fired the defensive coordinator, and I was praising him as doing the greatest job in the world.
0: I, I'm i shocked by that.
1: Now, I did notice during the game, which I thought was weird, Um one of San Francisco was on defense, and they called a timeout. And Romo said, and everybody blasted Romo, but I don't think he did a bad job. Romo said um, they were in a wrong defense there, and Shanahan's upset, hmm. right? And you could see Kyle Shanahan walk. He called a timeout, and the defensive coordinator just standing there, and he's like, "You can't," you know. He's like yelling, not really at him, but just yelling. Mm-hmm. And they had a, they you know, I guess they were in a wrong defense at the time. I don't know whose fault that was, but apparently it was that guy's fault. And he's been a problem all year. I, I gotta know. tell
0: you, Kyle, Kyle, Shanahan cracks me up. He's so ornery on this side like, yeah. He has such a stirred face. He is his he is his dad's son two and two. Two and through. Um, but I gotta say I think the best two teams were in it, like you said. I think the game was played relatively cleanly and well. It went to overtime. And aside from the Kelsey shenanigans on the sidelines in the first half, it really wasn't a whole lot of drama to talk about for the game. Right? You know, um, it set every uh, ratings record you can imagine. Um, it was it was an absolute home run, um, and I like that it was a home run with with very little drama per se. That 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 that's good for the brand. It's good for the product, and it's good for pure football. Um, so. What uh? What did you think of the old Kelsey shenanigans there in the first half? Oh, I don't, I thought I don't think a, you were very happy about that. Yeah, were you? I thought it
1: was a freaking disgrace. I mean, to to get it, I understand getting frustrated that you're not in and you're not getting the ball, but I mean, he basically got in Andy Reid's face and
0: bumped him off balance. Of all the coaches in the league that you're going to get into their face, Andy Reid is the bottom of that list. Yeah, it is the nicest, gentle giant in in the league man and now I'm very interested next time we get big Doug on I really want to nice. hear big Doug's take on it
1: and now though today it came out where Kelsey's brother was on the podcast and said you know you you were wrong because <laughs> yeah I was wrong so you know i I got the sense and I said it that Kelsey just believes he's now a diva because he's got everybody kissing his ass yep. all the time, and he's ultra-famous, and wherever he goes, he has bodyguards, and that's got to get to your head. It's got and to. And when you throw a temper tantrum, if you're highly emotional anyway, and I think all oh, respects was he was highly emotional. That's why I got in so much trouble at Cincinnati. Um, you know, that if you don't have a filter of any sort of humility, you just sort of lose your shit regardless of who you're you know, talking to. Um now they won and and Andy Reed took the high road. Yeah. But I would guarantee you after the game he had a conversation like dude, don't you ever do that again.
0: I would hope so. Um and I would hope that that other coaches and the front office personnel, your GMs, your assistant GMs, some of the guys with clout that that have Andy Reed's back, I would hope that they would put Kelsey in his place too. Um cuz that's just it it's, it's you you I think you nailed it Jerry. It's a guy that has always been rich and famous pro athlete. And now he has the extra level of the diva status being Taylor Swift's boy spotlights always on him. The whole nine, it it is human nature that you are going to, to your, your head will inflate that. That is just, it's not a knock on Travis Kelsey, his character. That that's just a human trait that you can't suppress. Um, well, like I said, i knock his character because I think he's a douchebag. I just think I, he's one of those big, strong, tough bullies. You don't see Gronk doing that shit. No. Yeah. He's a bully, and that's fine. I don't give a fuck. It's pro sports. Whether it's amateur sports, I don't give a shit, man. You and I both played high-level sports. I, I don't give a fuck if there's a bully on the other team. What, what gets me is Baltimore didn't do it, and KC didn't do it. You bully that guy back, and I'm not talking cheap shots. I'm not talking anything else. I'm saying... Kelsey is a lazy run blocker, right? Yeah. Um, you saw him on a few plays. When he knows he's not involved, he barely even comes off the line of scrimmage. Yeah. That's where I'd love to see a bad motherfucker like Bosa or Fred Warner or somebody just as he's kind of looking the other way, just blindside block his ass. But you know? I will
1: say this. He's virtu- he's like Gronk. He's virtually unstoppable when he's in his rhythm. When he wants to get open... He gets open. Yeah, and, I and mean, if
0: you throw the ball into a radius, he's going to catch it. Yeah, I mean,
1: there's got to be a rhythm. Like he, you know, that they were doing a great. Uh, part of the reason he was frustrated, I think, was because he was getting neutralized. Oh, for sure. Like that linebacker was running step by step with him, and maybe a, over top with the safety. Um, but you know, he's a great player. Oh, um, tremendous! And he he found a way to you know be the leading receiver in the game. I just thought that one. You know, the thing was this kind of bullshit, trashy, and if they were lost, he'd be getting ripped. Crushed. But since they won and because Reed took the high road, which is what Andy Reed would do.
0: I was going to say... He's, he's got the insulation of having a guy like Andy Reid who's just all class. And let's face it, Patrick Mahomes is all class. Yeah. The guy does nothing but praise everybody else. I, I, I'm i going to say this a, a little bit more, and it, and it sounds like I'm slurping Mahomes here a little bit, but he's just so fucking good because I was not rooting for them. No, but, I wasn't rooting for But I just him. saw it coming, and I'm like, he gives me vibes of like heyday Michael Jordan in in only this way. The games go up and down and in between. He never pulls anything like Travis Kelsey pulls. He right. threw that pick; it was a bad pick. And did you see him? Well, his expression he, doesn't change. It's he just, did
1: get a little bit mouthy this year when when uh, things were going away. Remember, they had that call against him in that game, and he was just kind of a dick after the game. But he owned it he really owned it. quickly. He's he said, "Look, a dick, I was." But
0: he was a dick in like the professional way, like. I don't he know if like I call we I got know. cheated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um but during the game, the guy never he was never flustered. They're down ten nothing and they're getting they're getting rolled pretty good early on, and he just never looked like he was wavering. Um and uh um I, I I and I guess on the other side of it, if you look at his counterpart, I guess the jury's still kind of out on Brock Purdy because he didn't make any real big plays in that game, Jerry. Um I I know that the game has to come to you and and the offense is what it is in San Fran. Shanahan designs it so he can it's not plug and play at quarterback but it's pretty damn close. But you still have to make throws. So one of
1: of the biggest I was very critical of Purdy during the game but one of the biggest uh, plays in the game was in regulation Uh, the Chiefs are uh, I'm sorry the 49ers are up by three and they're driving. Mm -hmm. And they it's third and four and they're like on the 40 or 35-yard line, maybe not that close, but it's third and four. Basically, if they get the first down, because the Chiefs had one uh, one timeout left, it's going to be almost impossible for the Chiefs to win. So this right. was like the biggest play of the game. And they come out of a timeout, and you can see the Chiefs are going to blitz as they line up, third and four. Um, and they bring that McDuffie kid who is fucking amazing. God, that guy yeah. is all-star. They bring him on a blitz. Uh, right in between the the yes. tackle and the guard, and he jumps and causes a tip. You know, they, they run a slant, and it's nowhere even close to yep. be. Yeah, you know, he might actually get a, get his hand on it, and it's fourth and four. And they have to punt, and then they get the ball. Right? Mm-hmm. So th- today they release the play with Mike's, and Shanahan says to him before the play, when they blitz, our hot read is McCaffrey. Get the ball to McCaffrey right mm-hmm. out of the back, out of the backfield, because he's going to have a safety on him one on one. And when they go to the line of scrimmage, he's yelling, running back, running back, running back. And during the play, he goes, he's there, hit him, because McCaffrey went out and they cut back in, right? Mm-hmm. And he had two or three yards in between, right? Him and the guy, and he would have had a first down and still been running. And Purdy didn't do what he told him to do. Um, I guess maybe he saw something else. But that's an example. I think Mahomes would hit the back. A hundred percent. That's the difference. Yep. Right? That's that's Brady. That's Manning. Mm-hmm. Right? They hit the guys they're supposed to hit. Yep. Right? And they can see it where nobody else can see it. That's right.
0: Now you're a hundred percent right. So it, it, that's
1: it. an example of it's, I mean, Shanahan told him what to do, and
0: he just didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And so it's that real time speed and recognition. And some guys haven't, some guys don't. Some guys
1: haven't, some guys don't. Yeah. Most guys don't. 100%. Most guys don't. 100%. And that's something you can't test. You can't figure that out. You know? You don't know. Right. Like Caleb Williams might be the greatest thing in the world. He might be in college. It's so the difference between the pros in college is the same as the difference between high school and college mm-hmm. in terms of the speed right. and the ability of, you know, in high school, even when you play man or zone, you're going to have bigger cushions mm-hmm. because the, the guys aren't just, they're just not as good. Right. Even the good ones are just not as good, sure. right? In college, you get a little bit better, you get a little bit faster, you get a little bit stronger, you get a bit well coached, right? and. Most of the time, you're going one way, so now you're just learning your craft, mm-hmm. right? And the great ones, can can get the corners can give separation. Right. Then when you get to the pros, mm-hmm. it's step by step. Yep. Like, there's no fucking room.
0: Everyone is elite.
1: Unless you play for Washington, and you're going to give <laughs> a bunch of... But
0: no, but seriously, I mean,
1: these guys, there is no room for fucking error. Yeah, no, you're right. And... Um, that's, that's what you can't fucking teach. You just can't teach the innate ability to see everything yep. and anticipate everything. And I guess you can work it. You know, I guess you can study, study, study. But I just think it's either you have it or you don't.
0: Yeah, and some teams just have this innate ability to play <clears throat> whatever style is required and grind out wins. Right. And Kansas City's now done it two years in a row because you could argue San Fran outplayed them in the Super Bowl. And Kansas City won. I think the Ravens outplayed them. I think the Ravens outplayed them. And last year, I thought Philly outplayed KC in the Super Bowl. Right. And KC won. Because
1: so, they, they make the plays when they need to make that's them? That's exactly right. And, and at that point, it's not a fluke. No. It's just what they do.
0: Th- that's exactly right. They don't they don't have the deer in headlights look when the game looks like it would require that. Hey. They, they're just like, eh, here, here we go.
1: When when the Bulls were in their heyday, yep, and they're down by one, and Jordan has the ball, I just assume he's going to win the game for him. I just assume, right? When Patrick Mahomes has the ball with a chance to win, I assume they're going to win the game.
0: That's right, right? That's right. And there's which is why people were making the argument that we talked about earlier. The hindsight twenty twenty. Do you take the ball first or second in overtime? That's the argument is you can't let Mahomes have the ball second. He's going to win it every time. I understand that, but, but if you score, it, is you still have to. You still if have he to scores a him. touchdown,
1: you still have to score a touchdown.
0: Exactly right. And I don't so, think
1: they're going to score a touchdown.
0: Right? Yep. So. So yeah, man. So uh, the 2023 20, 2024 season is officially done. It's a wrap, um, and we turn our attention to the off season. So so, so let's let, let's get back to local real quick. Hey, before we uh, get away from the Super Bowl, did you watch the halftime show at all? I did. I didn't. Under, I didn't recognize one
1: song, but I thought it was awesome. Really, you didn't recognize any song? I mean, I, the last one. Went, uh 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 uh. Yeah, yes, that's, that's the only one I recognized. Gold, John.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they look
1: like they were uh, the dodgeball team
0: from the Globo Gym. <laughs> Globo Gym that was my favorite. Yeah. Um, uh, I, for one, have always been an Usher fan. I think he's just one of those pop stars that transcends. Oh, he's definitely in the modern time. He's just a major pro. skill. He's yeah. just a pro. Um, I saw a funny tweet afterwards. It was when they did like the roller skating thing. He comes out on roller skates after doing all this choreography and dancing. Motherfucker can dance. Oh, he's tremendous, right? He's, yeah. right? he's forty five years old, and somebody was like, he's out here roller skating <laughs> Super Bowl halftime at forty five, and they're like, and if I sleep wrong, <laughs> it's over for the rest. of the No weekend. shit, yeah, <laughs> that's true. You know, it's just that's true. Uh, some some people have it, some people don't. <laughs> you know, Usher yeah, Pat, Patty Mahomes, they got it. So <laughs>
1: I I recognized a long time ago that the halftime show is no longer for me. So I don't really have much of an interest in it. I don't I don't pretend to know any of the songs, nor do I know really any of the performers. I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever really listened to an Usher song. But um, the girls liked it, so I, I thought it was entertaining.
0: Say, when you look at the last, let's say, 10 years worth of Super Bowl halftime shows, I don't believe Todd and Jerry and Wings, Beers, and Tears is their demographic. No, no, they no. no. <laughs> they're, they're not going for our approval, for sure. Yeah, they're not bringing Aaron Lewis out. <laughs> And that, that we'll crumudgeon in the front row, with yeah, later. that curmudgeon, <laughs>
1: and he's just bitching about everything.
0: I'm bringing that guy out. Oh, it's too good. So yeah, man, Super Bowl's behind us. Uh, NFL's king. I say it all the time. It's so true. All right. So before we get to Caps and Terps talk, the Washington commanders have continued to uh, round out the coaching staff. I think they are hiring
1: 150 coaches. I have no idea how they're going to make all these guys work, but whatever. I, I don't, I, I, I don't, don't really care.
0: I don't put too much stock in um, running backs coach, defensive line coach. Just from a fan perspective, as a former coach of sport, all the coaching parts of it are very important. Right. I, I do. I, 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 I'm not diminishing that one bit. But local media spending, you know, two days on Anthony Lynn as the running backs coach, and they think it's the greatest hire in the history of the world. <laughs> And I'm going, well, wasn't he the former head coach? Yeah, so, it, so. so here's
1: what I don't understand, and I guess it's, you know, it's just a title, right? And I it, a lot of this we have to recognize. You can't really do a unilateral transfer unless you get the permission of the team, so you have to create a title, right? Mm-hmm. But now they have Dan Quinn at head coach, and they have Cliff Kingsbury at offensive coordinator, and there is a passing game coordinator, Brian Johnson. And I think there's going to be a running game coordinator, mm-hmm. right? And I assume that Brian Johnson will just be some sort of assistant, right? Um, and uh, and it kind of is a smart move because if King Barry lights the world on fire, you have his natural replacement. So that's pretty smart. Um, but I don't understand all the titles and what they mean. And now you have Anthony Oh, Anthony Lynn is the run game coordinator. Yeah. Right. So I have no idea uh, what they're going to do, but I assume that they'll have position coaches. Tight end coaches, line coaches, assistant line coaches. They got the
0: offensive line coach, the guy from New York. Yeah, and they sucked. And they were terrible. But, I mean, their offensive line personnel was basically the same as the commander's. I mean, at the end of the day,
1: these guys know how to coach, right? Correct. Correct. The big hire, I think, today is not the coach. It's the assistant GM.
0: I'm with you.
1: And because that's a – now, they kept Mayhew –
0: I don't right. know what role All, right. He's Let, have. All right, let's keep these two things different. All right, so the, the Martys somehow are still in the building, yeah. which is hysterical to me. Um they they must have like they, I I have no fucking idea how. Uh, did they write it into their contract? I have no no idea. But they're both in an advisory position. To yeah. me, that's basically you know how the organization used to run hang here with us for a year while we transition. Right, we'll pay you pretty well. Just stay quiet, I guess. Yeah, I don't like,
1: know. you know, help me hang up the cards. Yeah, the, exactly. the draft. Board. Yeah, right, right. But I will say, I, I you know, Marty Herney is a former good counsel guy. So there you go. You know, there you right. go. Maybe maybe he provides some sort
0: of. Some sort of help. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and Peters and Mayhew go back to the San Fran days, so they're buddies. So maybe he's like, hey, I'll give this guy a bone, give him a job for a year until he lands on his feet somewhere else. Yeah. I, you that know, it could be like, I'm going I'm to give you a solid. Yeah, exactly. Who the fuck knows? But I'm with you. I think that the assistant GM that they hired from Detroit, his name is Lance Newark. And I believe he,
1: yeah, it looks like he is from Detroit.
0: Yep. He was with the Lions, and apparently he was the main guy there that helped run the scouting department and thus draft day decisions, right. and they have killed it in the last three drafts. So he is
1: basically Adam Peters' is Adam Peters to mm-hmm. Lynch.
0: Bingo. So I do like that hire because that tells me that they're thinking about structure in the right way. You know, when you're a GM, especially for the first time, you think you can do everything because it's your first chance, but you physically and mentally can't do everything. So you're putting competent people in positions that are going to have a positive affect, hopefully. That's a good thing. So
1: apparently, Marty Herney is going to be more of an assistant to the owner. <laughs> I
0: don't know He's going to get his coffee and his newspaper. Every yeah, day. I mean, I'd do that. I'd, like, do that. I'd have done that in a heart heartbeat. Me Sign up. me up, bro. As long as I don't have to go to FedEx Field. I'm, yeah, I'm let in. me get on the
1: – I'll be on the back row of the jet. Just let me go to the scouting combine. I won't say a word. I'll get everybody <laughs> died.
0: Dr. Pepper. Jerry, what do you think? Never mind. We don't care. No, no answer. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, we're not about talk. What, about, what did I say about talking? Shut up and sit there. No problem. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, it's too good. Um, but no, I'm with you. I think that was a very solid hire. Um, and, and the coaching staff, again, is rounding into form. It's kind of a who's who of former head coaches and, well, they, and coordinators and such. What they've
1: hired is a bunch of people who've been in the game a long time. They have. For good bad and different I, I, I agree you know it's not like they're going to uh it's not like they're going into the college ranks and snagging dudes
0: I'm, I'm I, with you um, it seems to be a solid coaching uh, uh, staff but again who knows how it all comes right. together Jerry we, none of us do man here's the importance of all the offseason moves <laughs> okay. in my mind all right one GM mm-hmm.
1: they've hired from all accounts a pretty good GM mm-hmm. candidate with great potential okay smart
0: guy good guy Rare Fair enough. No argument for me. The
1: second biggest thing you have to hit the number two pick. That's the biggest. That's the second biggest thing. Yep. Third biggest thing, head coach. Mm-hmm. Fourth biggest thing, offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And everything else
0: is just guys.
1: Yeah. You know, guys who hopefully can relate well and be good team players.
0: I'm with you. Um, in terms of your order, I would not change a thing. I completely agree. Yeah. I am trying not to judge <clears throat> these hires because I, I, you literally have no idea how it's all going to play out. The only one that gives me pause off the cuff with my Todd intuition is Kingsbury. See, I, I think he's going to be great. I think, he could, I think he's going to go one of two ways. Yeah. He could kill it or he could be a complete pariah. He's not
1: a head coach. He doesn't have head coaching roles. All he wants to do is coach offense. That's all, that's what his forte is. I don't think he's going to generate a lot of, he's not a great, uh, from, you know, uh, he's not a big meeting guy. Okay. But um, the Arizona offense increased from the 20s to the teens to top 10 for two years. Mm -hmm. And in four years he was there, he had two top 10 offenses. Now, his team may have been shit. I don't right. know a lot of who was making decisions, and I don't know his practice plans. Sure. But Dan Quinn's going to be telling him where to be and what to do. hmm Right? And then he's going to be in control of doing it with oversight. Sure. So I know this. That motherfucker can coach offense.
0: Guy can coach offense. And here's my hope. hmm Here's my hope is that he understands now, having been in the pros and in college, he understands that his offensive mind is his best asset. Him as a head coach, it's probably a long shot. Yeah. So I'm hoping that he embraces this as I'm going to fucking rock this out and I'm going to be the next Josh McDaniels or whatever else in in terms of a staff. I am hoping that this offense and his brain works a little like Mike McDaniel from the Dolphins. Like, you know, we're just going to draw some fucking plays and we're going to score points and we're going to stretch the field and here we go. So here's how I
1: look at it. You know how I always say never look at stars in recruiting? You look at the other offers that they have, mm-hmm. right? So if a guy's a four-star but he's got Kent State.
0: Yeah, no, no, that is definitely four, one of your, uh, your big ones. Right?
1: This guy was in demand. Yep. I mean, Philadelphia wanted him. Uh, Oakland. Oakland. Uh, uh, the char- uh, Vegas now. Vegas yep. wanted him. Yep. Um, Others inquired, and he went to Washington. Mm-hmm. So if they wanted him, you know, I mean, so, so – you know he know I I have a feeling he knows what he's doing, and I have a feeling that now it all goes to shit if the draft turns out to be a bust. Yeah, right. Now here's what I fast forwarding to the draft. We have the combine in a couple of weeks into mm-hmm. the end of the month, right? Right. So I don't think the Bears are going to trade out of number one. I think they're going to take Caleb Williams. Okay. I just, I just I don't think there's. I mean. Th- I don't think the Commanders or any other team is going to be able to be willing to offer them what they want to trade out, right? So they're going to take the Bears. That's probably smart, good smart business because Caleb Williams is probably as good as uh, Justin Fields, and he's got the five-year contract, so yeah. you, can, you can get four more years of cheap shit. That's
0: exactly right?
1: right. So I think that's a done deal. I think, but what I do think is I think I think Drake May and Jaden Daniels are going to ball. I do, I do too. Right? I think that when they get there, um, you know, th- Drake May is like a four six guy. My guess is he's been running for two fucking months in Miami. And my guess is he's going to be a four five guy. And everybody's going to lose his shit because he's six foot five, mm-hmm. six foot four, right. 220. Yep. And he's got a cannon.
0: Yeah. He doesn't have like the Will Levis body, but he's a big motherfucker. And he's going to wow people yeah. when he puts on that, that tank top and he, well, he balls out. Yep. When
1: he. When he throws the ball 70 yards. Right. Right. Apparently, that's his shit, yep. right? And they don't do the testing. You know, they throw, like, in-routes and shit, right? I think Jaden Daniels is going to ball out. I think he's going to run, like, a 4-4. You know, and everybody's going, oh, my God. Yep. Now, he's pencil thin.
0: He is super thin.
1: And, and he's got a good arm. hmm But if you look at his highlights, he's really just throwing go-routes. Mm-hmm. It's really, and that's what you should do with a running quarterback, right? You spread everybody out, absolutely, and you send all your receivers downfield, sure. and all the DBs, sure. and let all of the linemen get upfield, and then you have all this field to run, right? Or throw the go route. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I physically, he's gonna he's gonna be the Lamar, mm-hmm. right? He's gonna be one of those guys who just show out. and He's gonna be athletic freak, right? Yep. It's. It's the mental stuff you really have to, because he's in a spread offense and it doesn't always translate. It's like those Ohio State quarterbacks other than C.J. Stroud. See, I can't tell you the difference why C.J. Stroud was good and why Haskins was bad.
0: I, I'm, I'm. It's with the you. same
1: fucking offense. I'm I can't you. tell you. And, and before, they put up comparable numbers. And,
0: and the other guy that came to mind when I was thinking of Jaden Daniels, because he's the one that ticks a lot of boxes for me in, in terms of my intrigue as a fan. Sure. Um, and, and a guy that I see him he could blossom into is – the, the, the look we got at Anthony Richardson early on in Indianapolis because I was like ah, that guy's not going to be any good I was like holy shit that guy can fucking play well he's a freak show he is but we'll see if he can actually play quarterback and we'll see yeah. 100% but like you said it's but all I, rolling the dice I think
1: Drake May can play quarterback quarterback and I also think Caleb Williams can play quarterback quarterback I think he can too Yeah, I, he's I, kind of you gotta take you, you, you know he's not uh, but let's be honest that fucker can play. He and can. he can throw and he can run. He can. And he can he's a smart cat. Mm-hmm. Right. He's a little bit eccentric. Uh, probably maybe not as elite as but I don't I don't why is he different than Mahomes? I don't know. I don't know either. And anybody who says he's not it's, they they don't know.
0: No. Mm-mm.
1: They have absolutely no idea. No,
0: it, it is a complete crapshoot. Um I mean,
1: I assume Cliff Cliff Kingsbury will know. Absolutely. I hope that's why we're fucking hiring you, bro. Right.
0: Like, right, you, you know, and as we get closer to the draft, we'll 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 break down. Uh, yeah, true.
1: Well, we'll break down all the stuff. Yeah. Trade
0: trade up, trade back scenarios. The you know, um,
1: and you got uh, you got uh, free agency starting soon. Not a lot of great free agents out there.
0: There aren't, but we we <laughs> the commanders have a lot of funds. They to do throw. sure. Yeah. So you know, it'll be interesting to see what where they where they. Value. It will be
1: interesting to see. Are they going to target a position or target players? Exactly. You know, like maybe right. they say we fix our offensive line in free agency, and then we just hit everything else best available. That's right. Or we just need we're gonna we're gonna go after these four players, mm-hmm. and that's it.
0: Right. 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 I mean,
1: they need shit across the board.
0: That's just it, man. They have so many holes to fill. Thanks, Ron. Thanks pretty for much the, the cabinet, pretty much fucking, pretty empty. much
1: the fucking entire defense. It's awful, right? They need two edge rushers. They need two linebackers. They need two corners
0: and a safety. Isn't that ironic that they drafted secondaries and linebackers, guys from the secondary and linebackers during Rivera's era, and they still need all those positions?
1: Well, they only drafted one. <laughs> I mean, I think you keep the two interior linemen, and Jamin Davis is your weak side linebacker. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know what? He's played probably well enough to earn a second contract. I Not a great a, one. But amid, you know, a mid mid.
0: I don't. I don't disagree. There
1: are thirty-two starting outside linebackers. You know, Will's in the league. Uh, put him at twelve. Yeah, right. Yeah, and give him that contract.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah. So it's coaching staff's pretty much done. Front offices uh, and, and and the main positions that would uh, have some some. Notoriety and some real affect, right. I think, are filled. So now we just wait. We now see we what wait. free agency, you know, does when when that opens up, and then we see how uh, how they're going to tailor their approach to their first draft. And as you know, a new I want
1: unit. And you know, I watch the combine.
0: Jerry, I'm going to be looking to you as my main. I'm lathered main up. I'm lathered you.
1: up with my Vaseline watching the combine. It's you're not looking, weird at
0: all. You are going to be my main uh, source for uh, all uh, you know, third-round linebacker from <laughs> yeah. Missouri State. Yeah. I, I, want the, I want the fucking lowdown. I'll text,
1: you, I'll text you during the draft. How do we not take that guy?
0: He's like, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking we'll about. Like, hey, Todd, you see this tight end? I'm, uh, I'm going to be like on the golf course or something. I'm be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Dude, this guy's amazing. Wait a minute, the draft going <laughs> All right, uh, Todd, tell
1: me what's different with Ovechkin. Why is he on a heater now?
0: I don't know. Um, wish I had a better answer uh, other than I, I think it's the the course of the season and puck luck a little bit. Um, his shooting percentage was so horrifically low the first 45 games of the year. You thought if he keeps playing and keeps shooting, it's got to correct itself, and I think we're starting to see that a little bit. Right. His career has always been spurred by stress. Uh, uh, big stretches however um, he's never been a consistent he gets a goal every three games type of guy he'll go six and eight and then he won't score for five and then he'll go seven and ten and then won't score for eight so he he collects them in chunks and I think part of that is because he shoots so fucking much right. um, they're getting him uh, into space a little bit more my eyes tell me though Jerry and this is completely uh, off the cuff he looks like he's skating better his strides better. He seems quicker to me. Right. Um, he looked really slow early in the year, and he's never been the fastest skater. He always skates really hard, um, but technique wise, he, nothing to, to look at. You're not teaching a kid how to skate when they watch Ovechkin, right? <laughs> you know, shoot, yeah, not not skate. Um, but he just he looks like he's got some jump in his step. Now he missed a few games before the All Star break. That was kind of odd. I, maybe that. Maybe this delay. they like and two I'm weeks. I'm wondering yeah. if. Carberry or maybe even one of the assistants because apparently, I think it's Scott Arneal is one of the, the main assistants, and he's got a good rapport with Ovi. I think he told... My guess is they were like, hey, look, we're in a stretch here where if we don't win these games, we're fucked anyway. <laughs> no offense, you're not going to make the difference right now. Between this and the All-Star break, let's start getting those legs a little bit of rest right? Um, because he does look rejuvenated right now. But it is it is fun to watch. Um, I mean... I will- <laughs> We'll say this. They have lost. Oh my God. I mean they're I mean, what are they lost? Seven out of their last nine, eight out of their last nine, something
1: like that? Yeah, so uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They are one and eight in their last nine. Yeah. Um now, with that said, um, there's the all star break, but then they that game to Montreal
0: was fucking just disastrous. That's the one in there that you're like, wow, that was really bad. Yeah, they didn't want to fucking play. It was terrible. And what was uncharacteristic there was Lindgren got the hook in that game. He yeah. ended up three on the first five shots. Right. Like, I mean, it was yeah. just, you know, it was weird. But then they played Florida,
1: Boston, Vancouver, Colorado. And that's a fucking killer's murder. And they thing. shut out Boston on the road.
0: And they got three. They got a point against Vancouver. Got a point against Vancouver. They were probably unlucky not to win that game, quite honestly. Um, I thought they acquitted themselves fine last night against Colorado. That yeah. game was 4-3 going into the last minute. We pulled so, the goalie. I know. So w- I don't watch
1: the first five minutes of it, and I couldn't watch it anymore. Because every time Colorado went down the ice, they had an odd man break. And I was I like, what the fuck is going on? It was so weird, wasn't it? Like, is did you see it, it, is nobody scored at,
0: two goals right away, right yeah. after they got up to? I mean, it was a weird But night. I was like,
1: is nobody Is nobody going to, like, Carberry, man? Are you not going to address that? Is there nothing we can do?
0: Um because I actually thought he fucked up last night. The very first goal that Colorado scored, I thought they were significantly offside. And he reviewed it with his assistants on the iPad and then didn't challenge it. Right. And then Colorado scored 30 seconds later, so it's 2 nothing. Right. And you take that first goal off the board, take a little of the wind out of their sails, yeah. whatever else. Well, whatever. At the end of the 100%. day,
1: they're beaten by a better team. They're going to lose
0: that game eight times out of ten. 100%. You know, so you can't um, really get mad. And again, they have played very well in these last four games against a murderer's row. I mean, arguably the top four teams in the entire NHL. And yeah. the Capitals have played very, very good, and they only got three points. That is who they are right now. Right. They are good enough to play with Jersey, with Pittsburgh, with Mo- Philly. Montreal, hopefully. With Montreal, um, with Columbus, with you know all these teams that may make the playoffs, may not, but they're not going to do any damage. The Caps are right in that mix. They're no better than that. No, Yeah. Which leads me... To this. Trade deadline win. I think you fucking push as many vets with big contracts as possible. Yeah. And my vote would be not the guys on expiring deals because you don't get as much because those are are short-term rentals. I'm talking the guys with extra years. As good as Mantha's been this year, Mantha could get you a good return at this trade deadline. Guy's going to track for 25 goals this year. Yeah. And he's got another year plus on his deal.
1: Yeah, but it's... Send him. But it's a manageable – you don't need that. You're not going to get first-round picks, right? You're not going to get high first-round picks. And you you tell me – you always say, if you don't get a high first-round pick,
0: it's a player that's not going to be that much better. And that's why the second part of my thing is I'm less concerned about picks. I want young guys in the pipeline. I want the other teams, Connor, McMichael, that that fan base has given up on. I want the other teams – Um, backup goalie that's the next Charlie Lindgren that you're like, ooh, we're going to get that guy. I want those guys and throw in a veteran that you want to get off the books. That's fine if he's got an expiring deal. I want our cap hit next year to be lower to give us room and free agency to make a big move or two because that's what this team needs. Yeah,
1: I would... I and, And, you know, I mean, everybody wants what I want, right? I want the names of Oshie... And Carlson to be on the block. Mm-hmm. And you take what you get.
0: And I think at this point, Oshie, Carlson, Kuznetsov, obviously. If if he's even, nobody's. nobody. No, he, of,
1: you, can't, you can't even get pucks for him. But at this point,
0: I take him. You know, yeah. if you're able to get anything, um, I'm going to throw Mantha in there. Yeah. Unfortunately, the guys that are going to be coveted are guys that I would really rather keep. Dowd. Dowd. Yeah. Um, I'd rather hold on to that guy. Yeah. Um, uh, a guy like Joel Edmondson, bye. Yeah. That's fine. You're a good veteran. I love him on my team. I'm not but really sure what giving up Dowd with what you get
1: in return. He's not a high-salary guy. That's just it. Like, He's cost-controlled. Yeah, I, I'd rather like, hold what on to that guy. Well, well, other than making the other team better, right? how does that improve you?
0: But see, Dowd, under a cost-controlled contract, he could be a difference maker for a cup-contending team. Understood. And as a result... A guy like Dowd might get you a better yield than somebody like T.J. Oshie, Jerry. It like, might happen.
1: Yeah, but I don't know how much better that makes you. That doesn't seem to me. like I don't disagree. Other than making the other team better.
0: No, I don't obviously. disagree. I guess my point is this: you need you need cap room right. and you need you need assets.
1: Right. But if you're going to get me and I'm spent, well, I have no idea what the fuck Dowd's worth. If you're going to get me a third round pick for Dowd,
0: throw the picks out the window. Right. I'm talking. I want I want players that have already been drafted that are already 19, okay. 20, and twenty-one. Okay, so you're
1: you're we're not trading. You don't want to trade Dowd for draft picks. You want no. to trade for existing players. That's correct. Okay,
0: I want to trade Dowd for let's say the for uh, a second for, line. Correct guy or who's for not, the guy from the Minnesota Wild. Let's say the Minnesota Wild go. Hey, we want Nick Dowd. We think we can make a push in the Western Conference, and we go. Okay, we need your third line winger who's 21 years old that you
1: drafted two years ago and, and, you, and he's not we want that
0: guy at your AHL affiliate who we think is going to be Martin Faravari in a year year and a half that's right. what we want and if they're like oh you can't touch that guy I'm like see ya, piss right. off you know because I'm with well, you if they're like well we'll give you our second round or no don't want it the only
1: teams that are willing to do that though are cup contenders not playoff Bingo. yeah I mean you're talking you're talking like the four teams we just played
0: there's probably about eight teams that have decent Stanley Cup odds right now that right. I would say are, are, are pretty decent. Those are the eight teams that I want to deal with right now.
1: Yeah, like like Colorado,
0: Colorado, Edmonton, Calgary, Dallas. Yeah, you know, I, I'm naming all Western Conference teams because I don't want to deal anybody in the East. But you know, right. hell,
1: someone who they don't need to win the cup but they value kind
0: of high. Exactly right. Right. Okay. You know, a team that I think we could play ball with in the East, Carolina. I think Carolina is coveting a few of our guys, and yeah. they've got a, a stockpile in their in their farm system. They got some good talent that, that are going to be NHLers here in the next year or two. Okay, well, so, I mean, those, them, yeah,
1: that that's what I don't understand. But yeah, that seems to make sense to me, business yeah. wise.
0: So, a guy who who we have, for example, that if we were in the flip flop position, that people would be high on, is a guy like Lapierre, and right. we go, oh, send him. What, you know, that thirty 38- because we don't
1: see him right now. That's right,
0: right. but. How many times did that happen? And you got a guy like Philip Forsberg who's, you know, uh, you know, gonna be he could be in the in the hall of fame in Nashville for his right. time there. And at the time, we thought we were a player away from making the, the leap. And he we went, got my we got hey, my boy.
1: We got my boy, Marty, Marty Erat. Marty
0: Erat, you know? And and yeah. somebody might look at TJ Oshi like we looked at Marty Erat, and we might go, uh, he might not make it through the first round. And we right. might get that next second but he, center but he
1: could get you two goals in the in that first round that's exactly right if he's and healthy. it could
0: be a win win right? Right. you know you, there are plenty of rentals that have helped their their teams in the NHL yeah but, but i'm with you i don't i don't give a fuck about draft picks draft picks or not i want you want, want you want assets, players absolutely and i don't care if they're currently NHLers because that's that in that middle ground that high AHL high OHL player who's 18 19 20 that's about twelve to eighteen months away from making the break into the NHL. That's the dude I want because you've done the legwork. You right. drafted him, and you 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 groomed him.
1: When is the draft?
0: Uh, June. It's right after the, right after the Stanley Cup Finals.
1: Oh, I thought the draft. No, I'm sorry. When's the trade deadline?
0: Trade deadline is March. I thought that was in March. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's coming up. Yeah. Three- so okay. about three weeks out. Yep. All
1: right. So our next five um, at Montreal, home to Jersey. At Tampa, at Florida, so you stay in Florida. And then home to Ottawa. Yeah. Who just had a weird fucking game against uh, Tampa. Was that against Tampa?
0: It was. Oh, no, that was against Toronto. That was against Toronto, that's right. Oh, that was the blood battle. Oh, Dude, (sighs) Jerry... I know the Caps aren't going to make the playoffs this year. It's a foregone conclusion. I'm, hey, I'm with spo- you. Spoiler alert, Wings, Beers, and Tears fans. Sorry. Right, right. God bless Jeremy if he was with us. He'd be like, I don't know, guys. We're Ooh. seven out of ten away from winning. You know? Why don't you shut the fuck up, Jerry? Actually, Grant Paulson said that the other day. He's like, I don't know, man. Lingren goes on a heater. We win seven out of ten. He's like, we're right there in the sixth spot. And I'm like, I get it. They the, are
1: they are so positive about every organization I except the Commanders. I know I they know. trash the I Commanders, <laughs> and the fucking Wizards can lose thirty in a row, and they don't say a fucking word.
0: <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but but anyway, so I, I I firmly believe the Caps are not making the playoffs. I will say this: I am a hockey purist. I love hockey. Mm. I will watch all of the rounds of the Stanley Cup Finals, um, and I want to see as many bloodbath. Uh, matchups as possible in the NHL, and I got to tell you, that, I was I was dead on about Riley's suspension. By yeah, way. I he knew were he was get games. an hefty one. So um, let's. But uh, Toronto and Ottawa hate each other. Yeah. I a quick
1: it. question though. Uh-huh. So what is the unwritten rule there when you have a breakaway and the goalie is pulled? You don't do a slap shot. Is that?
0: Yeah. It's it's considered the showboating thing. Like right. who was it uh, back in the day? Um, it may have even been somebody like Timo Solani, but like one of the high end scores like came in and he like stopped. You know how like NFL players will do that on a a yeah they'll stop like yeah they'll stop and then run the line so he like stopped and then like tapped it in like pool style like like with the edge of his stick like ha 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 or whatever and then the next game he got destroyed right so that's the unwritten rule. You so go in showboat, but next game, by the way, we're going to mark that on the calendar. And if you're Toronto, you send out your biggest, baddest motherfucker, and you tell him, "Yeah, you're going because down." Because
1: even the senator teammates were like, "Yeah, it probably wasn't the smartest thing." Yeah,
0: it wasn't. wasn't but nice. I don't really like that.
1: You know, I don't. I don't like the the reaction or whatever.
0: Yeah, look, it was a douche move. But if you're Ottawa, big wins over Toronto in the last ten to fifteen years have been few and far between. Ottawa seems to have a little bit of a resurgence right now. They're rekindling the, uh, you know, the rivalry. Right. And, look, dude's a shit talker. There's that, always been a shit talker. That next game? oh, It's going to be fantastic. It's going to I I it. it.
1: be the Tom Wilson-esque. I can't wait. Right? Remember when they went back uh, to the fucking Rangers? Hell yeah. And I was like, I wouldn't even play Wilson. You know. <laughs> I I wouldn't even, I,
0: that would just piss everybody off. I can't I just, wait. Healthy stretch. Oh, it's good shit, man. All right, so that's our Caps talk. Um, let's wrap it up. Well, let's well. –
1: okay, so give me uh, those five oh, yeah, games. yeah, five games. Um, I'm
0: going to get – I'm going to go five points. I'm going to go six. Okay. Yeah. I think they uh, – you know, not not a resurgence by any stretch, but I think that they uh, quit themselves fine.
1: Do we need to talk any more about Maryland, or is it just over? We'll just move on.
0: Yeah, I mean, shit, look. They've had a couple decent moments this year in terms of wins. Oh, it's been a complete nutter fuck up and failure. It's been an absolute and disaster. The last three games have been just awful, um, and it started with the Rutgers game that I sadly went to. Um, but that was the worst shooting performance I've I've seen live in a while um, from both teams, and yeah, this Maryland team is just not not very good. Um, I don't know why, I don't know how. I I I, I don't get well, it.
1: Well, they're currently 13 and 11. 5 and 8 in the Big 10. Uh they are with there's how many how many teams are in the Big 10? 12? 14? Okay, so they're uh they're 12th right now at 5 and 8. Only Ohio State and Michigan are below them. Um, and Ohio
0: State just fired their coach. Yes. Ohio State just beat Maryland in double overtime and
1: uh Yeah. It's I didn't think that they I thought they would be instead of third worst, I thought they'd be third best.
0: I thought if this season fell off the rails, I figured we'd be like a six or a seven seed in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. And we're gonna be a ten, eleven, twelve seed.
1: Yeah. I mean, I thought you'd be like, you know, fifteen and nine. Yep. Sixteen and
0: eight, something like that. Um it's, it's just it's, 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 it's very disappointing. It's know. very puzzling because I mean, Jameer Young, his numbers will show probably the best scoring guard in the Big Ten, if not the country. Yeah. Um, So how do you do that in college basketball? And here's another weird one, Jerry. I'm a stats guy. Maryland is still the top-ranked defensive team in the Big Ten in terms of defensive field goal shooting percentage.
1: You just can't score.
0: So how do you have the best scoring guard? How do you have the best team defense? Who's a senior. Yes. And Juju Reese, it's not like he's had a shitty year. The guy's had a good year. He's averaging damn near a triple-double or a double-double. How in the world do all of those stats line up and you're a below 500 team in the Big Ten? He is averaging a double-double, 13 points and 10 rebounds. It's crazy to me. at 20 and 5.
1: Dante Scott is at 11 and 4, but that's the quietest 11 I've ever seen. I know. Um, And then everybody else is 6 and below.
0: Well, their their inability to hit three pointers as a team is shocking. It's, yeah. I think, what are their three hundred and what they say three hundred and eighteen D one uh, basketball schools. I believe at last uh, check, Maryland was three hundred and fifth in three point shooting. How does that fucking happen, Jerry? I don't know, man. I thought that Noah Bachelor
1: kid could shoot. Uh, maybe I'm just going to pick out all the white guys, but you know, he only averages. One
0: point a game. I, I listened to Chris Naki the other day where, where somebody, I think it was the Ohio State game, I was driving somewhere and I was just listening to the overtime. I'm like, I'll just tune in for a minute. And I think it was Jamie Kaiser went to the line, missed a free throw, and Naki just sighs on air and he goes, Johnny, how do all of these guys with this great shooting stroke who hit 10 out of 10 every day in practice consistently choke every single game? Yeah. He he was just saying it rhetorically because he was tired of watching it. Well, I mean,
1: Jamie Kaiser shoots a twenty three percent field goal, so and he was,
0: cons- dude, and he was a four high four star shooting. Guy, yeah. It, it,
1: it, I mean, it's it, you know, it's a different fucking game. It's a
0: different game, man. Right. Um, I mean, they
1: got a lot of guys. Here's the bright side, and there's no bright side. But the only <laughs> thing you, get, they're getting a lot
0: of young guys, a lot of playing time. They are, they right. are. Um, here's here's what Kevin Willard needs to do, and I think you, I may even have fucking stole this verbatim from you from last week's pod. He needs to get with the NIL department at Maryland. <laughs> Damon Evans in the NIL, and go. How much money do I have when the season's over? Right. Say, I know my recruiting. I got that taken care of. We're going to retain, you know, these seven, eight scholarship players. I am going to tell the rest of these dudes, take off if, if, if you can get money or starting minutes elsewhere. Go for it, and even if you can't, take right. off. How much money do I have to go out and fill my roster? That's really what the question needs to be at this point. Yeah. Do, do you Do you agree? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look, Dante Scott, senior.
1: He's got to go. Yep. Julian Reese. Junior. He can stay. He might want to stay because he'll get probably pay paid. Well, I mean
0: if he well first of all he's not NBA ready yet. If
1: he's not NBA first of all, if he's not NBA first round ready, then the second round's non guaranteed. And those dudes get cut most of the time, right? Hundred percent. So he's a candidate to stay. Jameer Young, I don't I don't, he's, I, he's gone. Yeah, I don't think there's, you know, other than just lying and saying my name is not Jameer Young anymore. It's Jameer Thomas, and I'm a freshman. <laughs> right. He can't stay, right? Jameer Hyatt.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you can but, adopt him. <laughs> but you get
1: rid of as many people as you can. Yes. And get that NIL money, and now you got to go after dudes. And you I, that they tried that last year, mm-hmm. right? The kid from Kansas. Um, right. Or the kid from DeMath that went to Kansas. They tried to get him. Mm-hmm um he made a better he made a good choice sure you know um and so but you got to you got to reload and do that you got to get one or two scorers not potential scorers boom and saying if you gave me a million dollars last year i need 2 million this year
0: yep i could not agree more yeah well they actually did they they got the top 3 point shooting guy from last year Transferred from SMU to Maryland, right? And tore his Achilles in preseason camp. What's his name? Chance Stevens. That's right. That, that I, and I knew, I knew there that, was that was a big blow because he was hoping that Kaiser and Deshaun Harris Smith could come off the bench. Right. And then he realized, fuck, I got to start one of the freshmen. And I think the game was just too big for Deshaun Harris Smith. Yeah, and
1: it is a. It- is for most freshmen. Yeah.
0: And, and, you know, but to your point, if those guys end up staying and the third guy is Jonathan Lamothe, um, who's, who's gotten some PT off the bench, he looks like he could be promising. If you can get them to stay and you fill in with your portal guys and if you recruit well, this team's poised to be better, but there's a lot of holes to fill, man.
1: Oh, man, you ever seen Blue Chips? That's what he – Kevin Willie <laughs> needs to be Blue Chips. He needs That's to be right. Nick Nolte and Blue Chips and <laughs> go right. get three of the top players in the country. Yep. and buy the shit out of them. Just look, Calipari is in trouble in Kentucky. Yeah. Like, you know, the problem for that is though, it's not like Kentucky ain't going to get a great coach, right? It's just whether or not, you know, so I mean the, you're but he's a great recruiter, so that's one less guy for a blue blood that you have to go against. Maybe. That's exactly right, you know? Yeah. So,
0: I don't know. But it's just it's been deathly
1: disappointing.
0: I am. I'm very disappointed. I'm not mad at anyone. I'm, I'm a just, little mad. I, I'm just... I'm like, I mean, i have been into a
1: game, so how mad can I be? I,
0: I'm just like, fuck, man. You know, it's just not... Well, it, it,
1: this is what I expected this year, right? Is we're sitting here right now. I expected uh, before all the chaos went crazy in, in West Virginia, uh, I expected WU to be a top 30 team and going to make the tournament. Right. I expected Maryland to be a top 16 team and go far in the tournament. And I expected to be able to cheer for them during this time. Yes. To get us to baseball season.
0: That's exactly right.
1: And because I, the Caps are kind of what we thought, what I thought they were. Yep. You know, a, a decent team that tries hard, that's just not talented enough.
0: Yep. Um, we have the O.V. carrot to, to watch, you know. Right. Um, I'm a little
1: bit disappointed that nobody else has kind of stepped up in the secondary role, right? I thought someone like McMichael would have, you know – mantha type goals sure it was like oh okay here's our guy right and um but nobody has done that so that's a little disappointing uh but now we have nothing to cheer for
0: i know it's it's really shitty i i look forward to this time so here we're looking on the horizon you got easter coming up mm-hmm. that means spring that means good weather that means march madness I love March Madness. Of course, I'm going to watch the tournament. I'm going to fill out my bracket. We're going to talk about it on the pod. It's great fodder. I want my team to be in it. (laughs) I don't think I've watched
1: less college basketball than
0: I have this year. Yeah, this year's been a weird one for me as well. Like, I don't, I used to watch
1: most of Kentucky games. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and it's why? It's because Maryland, even with Turgeon, they were better than this, it seemed like.
0: You know, especially his first five, six years, right? Yeah.
1: Um, and West Virginia was good under Huggins, you know, pretty good. Sure. Uh, and Kentucky was fun to watch. So I would, you know, um, really, uh, and, and I'll be honest with you, since the realignments, mm-hmm. I haven't watched as much basketball.
0: Yeah, yeah. There was a few fun years in there where Maryland, Michigan State. Michigan. Yeah, that's you know, true. That's true. Indiana. Like, they they, they kind of did their little round robin of, of really going at it and going toe to toe. But when Purdue is the cream of the crop, like nationwide, I mean, Purdue's the consensus best team in the country, and they're just not sexy or exciting or anything else. They have a nah. behemoth inside. They so have that huge, yeah, huge EA, Zach you
1: know? Eady and then that white guard. Yep. Who's scrappy. Well, like that's Scott, the other, Scott. Guards, the,
0: the other guard is the fucking man. Um, Stevens, the, sh- the shooting guard. I forget his name. He's fucking good. Well, no, they, they're all good. They're. You know. That was funny when uh, the Maryland Purdue game earlier this year. He he actually threw an air ball in the first half, and the students were all over him. And I think he hit six out of his next seven. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, okay, oh, Jesus. I mean, Matt
1: Painter can coach. Obviously. <laughs> oh, he
0: absolutely can. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. Like the, the, the like, six, I don't.
1: Even, I couldn't tell you the top five teams. Uh,
0: Purdue, I, I, I
1: would just pick the the names I, I, think I recognize. It's
0: like Purdue, Gonzaga, Purdue, Gonzaga. I think Duke. Uh, Duke Kansas, uh,
1: Carolina, and Carolina.
0: Yeah, I don't know. That's what I would pick. Yeah, whatever. It's the same
1: fucking five pretty much every year.
0: It's all right. I'm gonna make sure Duke's out of my uh, March Madness pool in the second round as usual. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> choking dogs, choking assholes. Yeah, although it's my so ha- weird watching John Shire on the sidelines. I know, but okay.
1: my my hatred for Duke is lessened. Oh, I don't give a fuck about yeah. that.
0: A bunch of losers. Yeah, I was. I, I, something was on at the bar the other night. Uh, I think it was Duke Wake. You know, just like random, and that's a game.
1: That. Fifteen years ago, I'd have watched that shit 100%, in a heartbeat,
0: hundred percent. And uh, I was just kind of looking, and like the camera and crazies are jumping around. I was like, "No, nah, same nerdy assholes from twenty years ago." It's like what a bunch of losers. Mm. Uh, so, if, any, if we have any Duke fans on here, uh, I would say I apologize, but I don't. I couldn't your get in your, I
1: couldn't get in your college. Go fuck, fuck No, fuck no. I couldn't even get in your college if I took the SAT twice <laughs> and they added those scores together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they, I don't think they'd like your accent in those parts. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Nah. You you can go down the road to uh, North Carolina if you want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Anything else for the week, bro? Nope. All right, man. Well, till next time. Wings, beers, and tears. Be good, and uh, you know, go Caps. Go Ovi. Go Ovi. Keep it up. If you're a Caps fan. Don't worry about losing games. We want we want goals from the grade eight. Yep. That's what all we're right, man. All right, guys. Peace. Later.